0: Today on The Escape Hour, we are going to be talking all things United States. Now, that is a particular interest to you, being an American. Being a motherland, yes. Because you're dual national, aren't you? I am, yeah. 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 So, uh, firstly, talk to us where you grew up in the United States. Yeah, so I
1: grew up in a little town that's only three square miles big, about 35, 40 minutes outside of New York City. And um, a little place called New Providence, New Jersey. And, um z Yeah, it is, but totally different to the joy you would think it is. It's very leafy and green, and my town More actually Princeton. gets- Yeah, it's about two hours uh, from Princeton. Right. Um, my mother's side of the family is from that part of New Jersey, but, mm-hmm. um, you know- in my area, um, so close to New York City, you know, there's, there's black bears that come out of the mountains and, and, yeah. and it's quite strange. You wouldn't, you would never think that so close to, um, you know, a metropolis. that you have is 30 kilometers. Uh, it's about, it's about 35, 40 minutes. It just depends on the traffic. So it's not far. Not far, uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was a great place to live. So it was uh, a lot of fun growing up there and my mother's actually listening. She is she? Hello, mom. Happy yeah. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> have, yes.
0: <laughs> happy Mother's up. Day. Yeah.
1: So, yes. uh, no, it's good.
0: Um, so, and you travelled to Australia quite a while ago. You've lived here. 23 years. 23 yeah. years. So, yeah. so, you must have been four when you arrived.
1: <laughs> um, I was actually,
0: yeah, probably something like that. Still on the Petri dish, you know. Exactly. <laughs> so, today our conversation is turning on America. We've, had, yes. we've got a special guest joined us. We do. Rowena, like welcome, welcome to the Escape Hour on Joy 94.9.
2: Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me in and hello to everyone at home listening in today. So, uh, Rowena, you just
0: recently were in the United States.
2: That's right. I I went on a tour recently across to uh, America. I started in San Francisco. Then I flew across to New Orleans and joined an organised tour, which had a focus on America's music cities. And we travelled from New Orleans up to Memphis for a few days and then we ended up in Nashville. And ah, then so big, yeah. heavy-hitting yeah. music. Indeed. Yeah, Indeed. and that's what
0: we're going to be talking about a lot today Great. is American yep. music scene, and uh, we've got a couple of, uh, well, one relevant song.
2: <laughs> Fantastic.
0: <laughs> one that's not relevant, but, uh, well, so it kind of is. It's yes, going to be talking about music, um, talking about American uh, history and culture. Yeah. So um, that's the uh, show for today. So what inspired you? Where did you, travel's expensive. This is a lot of time out of someone's life. You invested it wisely, I'm sure. What, what yeah. was the spark?
2: Uh, Yeah, I've been to America a few times previously and I've really enjoyed it every time I've gone there. But this time I decided to join an organised tour just because that way they know exactly the places to go to. They can coordinate it. You get on the bus at the time they tell you to get on the bus and they drive you and it's just organised for you. Um, and it was something that I was really interested in over a number of years to learn more about the music history, particularly, uh, the people of color in that, uh, country. Um, and I have been to your birthplace, New York. (laughs) I've been to a few different places around America, but I certainly haven't been to somewhere like New Orleans, which was incredibly interesting.
0: And well, after post Katrina as well. Mm. So when did you do this trip?
2: Uh, I got back to Australia on Easter Sunday, so right, I've so, been back okay. about a month. Yep. So it
0: was springtime, early spring in the United States. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, okay. So um, not quite the humid season in New Orleans yet?
2: Uh, it was certainly shorts and T-shirt weather during yeah, the day, yeah. um, but it, it wasn't too bad by any means. Not
0: swampy yet? Not swampy, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. just Ms. Mardi Gras?
2: Uh, I was there. Weeks f- part, I was there for uh, a, a big music fest so oh, that, okay. was re- that was so really that was really good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, ne- next to the Mississippi River. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was really interesting.
0: Okay, so so you're a big music fan, obviously. There's got to be some reason to join a music tour. Uh,
2: I have a long history of being involved with music. Um, I've been involved with community music in my local area, in a choir and a number of other music groups. But actually, interestingly, I'm also involved in teaching music in a Ah. secondary school in Melbourne. So I have a, a, a long history of being involved with this.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so what kind of music are you teaching?
2: Uh, I teach classroom music to children in a secondary school. So I, I teach a variety, a um, little bit of guitar, a little bit of percussion, a little bit of recorder, a little bit of keyboard. So th- this was something for me to expand my understanding of the music in America because it's not something that I've actually done a lot of study of previously.
0: Right. And a huge, huge culture, huge music culture in the United Absolutely. States. Absolutely. So you lob up. You, how do you go about learning to what tours are going to suit what you want to do? Is this all internet-related stuff or do you you go word for word? Do you...
2: To be honest with you, in this particular case, I saw this tour advertised in the paper. Oh, okay. And Advertising
0: works. Oh, yes,
1: it does. Um, <laughs> and the, this,
2: this company, uh, they've, they've only just, uh, in, over the last couple of years, promoted more into Australia. And mm-hmm. so, most of the people on the tour were actually Americans, but ah. there were a batch of Australians and a batch of people from the UK, which is where this company sources most of its guests right. from.
0: Right. So you saw the ad in the paper, thought, you know what, I'm going to throw some dollars at this. I've got some time on my hands. And so they organise flights and everything. Is it a whole...
2: So I uh, I tacked on San Francisco because I haven't been there before, and right. I actually thought it might be nice to fly into there instead of yeah. to LA, and it did turn out to be nicer to fly into there instead of LA. Um, of what do you congestion. mean? The airport? LAX.
1: Bit. Yeah, it's, it's, it, LAX can be a nightmare with with uh, you know going through customs and immigration, yeah. and just because of the volume of flights going through. So San Francisco yeah. is a little bit less. It,
2: it still um, took us two hours to get through yeah. passport control, but they weren't rude to us, so <laughs> it was really nice. Um, in that respect. I I flew to San Francisco initially, uh, did my own thing for about four days.
0: So you you step into the city that is renowned for being the place where all the lost Atlantan souls have (laughs) reconfigured or joined or something. Did you hear that story, were you you there?
2: There are a lot of stories going around Yeah, So they're waiting for the earthquake to send them back to the sea. That's right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what was your first impression of San Francisco?
2: Oh, I loved San Francisco. It was fantastic. Um, It's really hilly. Yes. Uh, for people that aren't um, familiar with that, they need to factor that into their planning because yep. it's a really hilly. Um, but it's got beautiful architecture. It's sort of
0: skateboarders paradise. <laughs> yeah. Well, unless you're going downhill,
1: <laughs> and if you need to stop. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the, true. Terminal velocity.
2: <laughs> and for us Melburnians, it's got the the, the what we would call a tram, but yeah. it's actually a cable car which yeah. actually runs off the cable. So yeah. it's um it's slightly different and it makes a different noise. And it's really interesting to see the. people 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 driving those and the person working with that person. Describe it. well, they have to actually in some way uh, change the gears of yeah. of the cable car so that it actually attaches to the cable. So rather than having wires in the street, like what we've got here in Melbourne, they actually have a cable that runs along in the street. Subterranean, yes. Yeah. 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 So it's really interesting and it's diff- it's quite noisy as such, but it's a really fantastic service because this, the city is so hilly and a lot of tourists use the cable car because um, they're really scenic and they go to re- interesting places, but the local... Locals use them too. Yeah. So that was well worth having a look at.
0: So what was your initial impression of San Francisco? Because it's an amazing city. It's quite different to anything else.
2: Um, I've been to places like New York and Washington those sort of places so I was expecting it to be similar to that in terms of the demographic Um, and I found the people very welcoming and very helpful Mm. on my first day there I was looking for a particular venue and a member of the public stopped me in the street and said are you right there with your map and it pointed me in the right direction everyone seemed really really friendly Um, it seemed really really safe as well which was fantastic Um, and I really enjoyed just having a walk around Uh, probably the highlight was Alcatraz
1: I was going to say, did you?
0: Yeah, I was hoping you'd bring this up. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Tell us your Alcatraz experience because it's a
2: fascinating island. Um, I mean, if you're
0: going to be a prisoner anywhere what a view yeah exactly. <laughs> you,
2: you would you would think it would be it something they, would, they yeah. would strive for exactly <laughs> um, I, I loved Alcatraz it was really interesting um, as a tip for anyone that's going there make sure you book in advance because mm. when it's there summertime, uh, they apparently book out months in advance and there's only one company that has the contract with the National Park to take you out there
0: oh, so they've got a limited amount of people that are allowed I yes. think because of the environmental degradation yes. yeah.
2: and because it's a national park as soon as you get off the ferry you have to go to a compulsory briefing with one of the rangers so that you know exactly what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do and it's very respectful the way that they've done it in fact in one of the buildings when I was there they had an art exhibition about how they were rehabilitating prisoners in San Francisco's jails now um, and giving them opportunities to educate themselves etc so it's very respectfully done
1: yeah, it's interesting though because Alcatraz was like a city in itself. It yeah. was very self-contained and, and yeah. families lived out there. Yeah, it was just yeah, amazing.
0: yeah. There was, <laughs> you know. I think that was one of the most impressive things yeah. is to see that little schoolhouse and, yeah. and families and children yeah. were being People raised in the there. middle of San Francisco That's Bay right. and yeah. in this prison island yeah. yes. right in the middle of everything. Yeah.
2: And no fresh water. Yeah. So they had to they had to bring their water out all the time. So, yeah, it's, it was really worthwhile doing and they have a, a tour that you can join on to there own little iPad-type tour yep. uh, that you can get um, once you're over there and they have a really interesting map that you can get for a $1 donation to the National Park Service.
0: Right, right. So
2: that was worth getting and you can just follow that around.
0: Did you find it intimidating, the building?
2: Uh I think I, I don't think yeah. it was intimidating. I, no. <laughs> I, I think if you were at night time, you, you, you might think that way. They do the yeah, same so yes, tours, don't they? they yeah. do. I don't yeah. know if
0: that's for me. No.
2: <laughs> I think if I had more time there, I would attempt to do the nighttime tour. Oh. But it, I was there on a nice, bright, sunny day so, and with lots of other people. So, <laughs> so it's a more Brady
0: Bunch <laughs> rather than... Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right, exactly.
2: The, yeah.
0: the escapee from Alcatraz. That's yeah. right,
2: yes. I, I'm not sure how anyone would try and... Uh, swim back from there
0: no no that's right no 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 well uh yeah it's a house of tears isn't it it certainly feels like there's a lot of history in those bricks exactly
2: exactly not always good but you get good views from there so you can take great photos and you can take great photos on the ferry on the way across Mm -hmm. so you can see the bridge and uh back to the city so it's a really photogenic location to go to Mm. which is good yeah, and everyone was very helpful out there as well. I found, I found the people really great mm, in that yeah. location. Yeah, yeah.
0: And what are the number one touristy things you can recommend? Because not everything in San Francisco is what it's cracked up to be. It's it's a city of experiences, a bit like Melbourne, where it's the enjoying being there and around rather than things to look at. Because I, I think yeah. some of the parks are rather overrated and then there are underrated parks where the sequoias are not far out of the city. Yeah, that's that right. It's a really qu- quirky city like that. Yeah. I think they try and flog stuff that looks obvious. Yeah. But th- that's not the best of it.
2: Uh, right. I agree with you that a lot of the time when I've been to places, I actually enjoy just being there and watching the people and experiencing the fact that I'm in another town rather mm. than necessarily rushing off to every... Um, every point that might have been listed in a guidebook. Right. Mm. Um, ha- having said that, I did do the hop-on hop-off bus, which I I, I yeah. do find to be a really really sort of um, useful way when you're in a new city. It's safe, it's predictable. Yep. Um, the people that run it are, are reliable. Um, I did that, and it, that was really good to be able to get a, a general get overview. Bearings. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, just as a, a an off the beaten track type one, the cathedral had a really interesting display and an interesting 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 AIDS memorial um, section in the chapel there Mm -hmm. so that was really interesting and I I took a picture for your general co-host Stefan who's not here today.
0: (laughs) No he's Um, on a plane. uh, He's on a plane
2: plane. at the moment but I took a photo for Stefan of that because I thought he he would find it particularly interesting and I picked up a brochure about it about uh, how welcoming the cathedral were to everybody in the community over there so that was fantastic as well. You're listening to a Joycast from GLB, TIQ community radio
0: station, Joy 94.9. Our guest today is Rowena, uh, who's talking all things USA, who has just come back from a musical tour, but we were talking San Francisco and you were talking about the AIDS quilt, San Francisco being um, what a lot of people call the uh, epicentre, where patient one was from the AIDS crisis of the 80s. Fantastic activist history, very um, politically aware city. One of the first places in the world to have a Pride Centre, which we are uh, working very hard at delivering here in Melbourne um there aren't many there's one in new york there's one in san francisco um you were talking about the uh the quilt wasn't it the memorial well,
2: in the i i just um, found this cathedral um when i was out walking one day and i just went in because i quite enjoy having a look at the architecture and inside there was a little chapel specifically devoted to uh the to remembering the victims of AIDS and welcoming everybody from a diverse community into that church and I mm. just I just thought that was very respectful of the community to do that in, in that sense and it was indicative of San Francisco as a whole that yeah. yeah. everybody fe- felt felt yeah. welcome there.
0: Well yes yeah. yeah, so it, it's a city that's steeped in legend for the LBGTI community because it was such a pioneering city for yeah. rights with Harvey Milk and it was a, a place where a lot of people moved to for freedom particularly from other parts of uh, the US, Canada, Mexico where they in 50s, 60s, yeah. 70s after people came back from wars in the 40s uh, where they could be free and live lives whereas that that's wasn't right. available in many other places probably San francisco la and new york new possibly york. a bit of chicago yep. but there weren't a lot of places in the united states back then and it was certainly san francisco that uh became a the gay city yeah the
1: castro district
0: yeah area. castro yeah. yeah famous for yeah. it yeah. and Folsom. yeah, yeah that's <laughs> famous right. for other things <laughs> so um what else did you get up to that's memorable in san francisco that you can recommend to our listeners
2: well, the Golden Gate Bridge is fantastic to see. Yeah, yep. And when I happened to be over there, the obligatory fog came in. Right. Yeah.
0: You have ruined to see all the it.
2: photos. Yeah. Well, it it did ruin the photos to a certain extent. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, but the obligatory fog came in. And it was really strange the way that it did um, because it was clear and bright one moment and then the fog the next and you couldn't see a thing. So uh, that, that was interesting to see and it was just at the time when we were near the bridge. Yeah. Um, Um, So I also did a little tour which was run by the uh, bus company that I did, the Mm. hop-off on hop bus. They actually took us over to the other side uh, Mm. to take photos back across to San Francisco just as the sun was going down.
0: From the Oakland side. Yeah, so
2: that was really, really interesting to do just to get a different perspective of the city at night time and I got some good photos as a result.
0: Yeah, perfect. So then it's jumping back on a plane and getting onto the music tour. This is fascinating. Yes.
2: So I I got a uh, domestic flight across from... um, from uh, from San Francisco across to uh, Are they New Orleans bargains well one of, the, one of the interesting things that your listeners might be um, interested in knowing is that you have to pay to put your luggage underneath yeah. on domestic flights in America but if the plane is very full at the last moment the staff will actually take your bags and put them underneath for no cost so of course I rather silly paid my $30 for my bag to go underneath and yeah. could have just turned up in the queue and had it put underneath for no cost. Like oh.
0: everybody else does. Like everybody yeah. else yeah, does. Yeah, everybody's aware of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's US domestic flights are
2: strange. They're different to the way yeah. we do them. Yeah. 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 And they let the people on in a different order to the way that we do yeah. it, um, which means if you're in the last group, you struggle to wait until the plane is almost taking off before you're allowed <laughs> to go and find your seat. And
0: then you have the people checking their guns.
2: Ah, uh, yes. yes <laughs> Which is such a weird that's, yeah. experience. That's a tad disconcerting. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's not introduce that here. No. Yeah,
1: it's, no, yeah. definitely not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I always find it really interesting. They show you the gun, they lock yeah. it, they take the key, they hand over the box with a yeah. gun in it. They're getting out and they go, oh, here's Don't your really gun, sir. Yeah. And I was like, "Now you're in an airport with a gun.
1: <laughs> that's right.
0: But it's safe. I mean, but, yeah. everyone should have guns. It's just bullets should cost $10,000 each. Yeah. So that'll stop them. Well, exactly. It's the
1: ammunition that kills the people, unfortunately. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so I flew um, Alaskan Airlines, who yep. are one oh, of their good. Do- yep. domestic yep. airlines there, and they were very good. Mm. Uh, you get, it's a little bit like the Jetstar concept here, but you do get a, a, a drink provided to you and, and a little biscuit. It was a four-hour flight, so yep. that was handy, and you can buy food yep. on the flight yeah. if you wish to.
0: But then um, Norland's.
2: I'm no good at pronouncing it correctly. I'm glad that you can do it. Um, <laughs> New Orleans. Yeah. Um, really, really interesting city. Really yeah. different demographic focus to uh, San Francisco. Um, I spent the first day having just a wander around. Yeah. Uh, they've got the trams as well, but different sort of trams. And I went up to their World War II museum, which is one of their um, biggest tourist attractions in mm. that uh, area. And that was really, really interesting to do, the multiple buildings to go around, tours that you can do, interactive tours that you can go to tour guides that will help you out so that that was well worth going to uh, obviously it had a focus on the american involvement in world war Two, yeah, which yeah. was interesting for someone from australia to um to look at that yeah. that right. perspective as such but really interesting um the the tram also goes out to the garden district and the, the homes out there are certainly well worth having a look at yeah. really really beautiful architecture
1: yeah it's amazing the architecture
2: and, mm, and yeah
1: there's a huge food, food scene obviously there's a lot of french and, and yeah. caribbean and uh, influences and seafood, yeah, mm-hmm. from the Gulf of Mexico. And, yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so the French Quarter was where we uh, had our focus for yeah. the music for most of the time. Yeah, there let's was
0: talk music. Okay. Yes.
2: <laughs> so there was a big festival uh, in the French Quarter when we were there, which was coincidental to the timing yep. of the tour, but it was, w- was really advantageous to us to be able to see that. Um, so you could just stroll down and sit next to the river and listen to a multitude of groups. Um, all playing different styles of music. In fact, I went to a, a concert which was a Beethoven choral work at, at one point. So, um, it, they, it they had yeah they had really diverse offerings and something for everybody. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Mm.
0: And In, New Orleans being famous for its music, jazz is really good. It's home yeah. blues. Yeah. R&B seem to have their home in mm. Norlands. Mm.
2: Um,
0: what was your personal take? What was your line-up of things to go and see and hear?
2: Well, as I mentioned to you previously, I don't have a strong background in any of those styles of music. So my my view was to get exposure to anything that yeah. I could see and that was part of the joy of being there was the chance to actually see some of those people performing yeah. live. Um, there was music not quite 24 hours a day, but almost 24 hours yeah. a day down in that area. <laughs> um, you better be get walked. some time
0: off to drink. That's was right. a party. I, yeah. think, I
2: think that's what they were doing, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right, exactly. Um, so there, were, there was a big French Quarter Fest, as I mentioned, and they had the food trucks down there yeah. and, uh, you know, people performing at a variety of stages that they'd set up, but also your buskers that are in the street and it, everywhere you went, there was something that you could listen to. Yeah. Yeah. So our um our tour group actually organised for us to go to a jazz club one yep. night, uh, which was really interesting. And it, it was also interesting for me, having a little bit of knowledge of the music industry, to know that those people were reliant on our tips to be paid that yeah. night. So that's it's pretty much throughout the United States. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Hospitality. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. a
0: uh, unusual system. You've got to be mindful of because yeah. if you're foreign, it's just so difficult to piece it all together. Who you tip, how much you tip, when you tip, how frequently you tip. Pretty much all the time. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So I learned to take ones. Did you (laughs) learn to take ones wherever you went?
2: I actually was quite good with my $1 and I gave some feedback to my travel agent that please advise all of your clients to have a whole lot of $1 notes because that's what you need.
1: Yeah, Yeah. definitely. And you also have to be careful in restaurants too because sometimes if they detect, especially an Australian accent, they'll add a tip onto it and then you tip on top of that, not knowing that, you know, in a lot of cities it is actually illegal to do that but it does happen because a lot of times they feel that people don't understand well that's right but I mean yeah, it's just a you know they just figure you're not going to tip them because you're from Australia and um, because we don't have that that, that system only the
0: US has it you you don't get it in Canada
1: you don't get it in Europe Yeah. so you just have to be careful of that and just double check Mm. um, Mm. so that you're not Double tipping, unless the people service people are getting paid two dollars an hour to be there. by know, the employer. it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: Mm. So they rely on tips. Yeah. That's how it works. But everyone knows that in the states. That's and it's right. one of those things that, as you said, people travel companies in America can't take it for granted that that's mm. how the rest of the world works. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. People get paid thirty dollars an hour to work here. Yes. We don't tip people. No. They're already getting paid substantially well mm. for the yeah. work. Not always thirty dollars an hour, but you know um, penalty rates and so forth. People that's right. get paid decent living wages. Two dollars an hour is. No, <laughs> it's, that's right. But it's something you. Yeah.
1: aware of when you're budgeting for your trip because it can, it can add to, you know, almost 15%, 20% onto your, your well, spending money. You I look know, at every chart, price and you know, add 20% yeah. in my head yeah. and uh, that's the,
0: it's the easiest yeah. uh, way to go about it. Prepared. So for steaks or if a, if a meal's $10, yeah. in my head it's 12 yeah.
2: mm. And yeah. our dollar's not trading very well against their no, dollar at the not. moment. No. So, no. But that's not an excuse not
0: to tip. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah.
2: And it's also not an excuse to not go anywhere as well yeah, because otherwise we'd just sit here not going anywhere exactly. ever.
0: Actually, yep. the dollars bounced mm. a bit in the last week, yeah. so, yeah. Mm. It always goes up and down.
2: Yes. Uh,
0: so, music, amazing. San Francisco food. Uh, sorry, uh, New Orleans food. Um, did you eat I'm, all that? I'm
2: probably not the person to ask about the food because I'm always happy to get away from America and to get away from their food, but...
0: But New Orleans is different.
2: New Orleans was, was good uh, in the sense that we actually did a cooking class as part of, um, our, oh. um, a part of our tour at a, a professional cooking school. And so we had a three-course dinner um, at that cooking school, and we got the recipes provided That's to us. Great. It was very interesting. What sort of things did you cook? The lady started with gumbo. Okay, uh.
0: yeah. Uh. So describe how you make a gumbo.
2: Well, the gumbo seems to be a what we might refer to as a stew. Yeah. Uh, and this particular one had. Um, some sort of spicy sausages yeah. included oh, okay. in it. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: boudin is that what they call I it?
2: I think so. Yeah. I think that was the term. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the second course was a chicken dish, which was quite creamy yeah. the way that she had prepared it, um, and it was real. That was very tasty. We we would probably call it like a casserole. Mm-hmm. Um and then she had a dessert for us which was a banana type dessert but because they often cook with the corn syrup it's a yep. different sort of sweetness to what we would be used to in Australia so it's a different type of um of s- strong sweetness in all yeah. of the dishes. Did it have yeah. bourbon
1: in it the dessert?
2: Uh no she didn't no, cook it okay. with any alcohol um but it but it was very very sweet. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I think um, the American palate is generally sweeter because of the corn syrup. Mm. corn syrup.
2: You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station Joy 94.9. So then our bus uh, travelled a little bit north through Mississippi State yep. and we headed up to Memphis, which was another really interesting music town to yep. go to. Uh, and our tour group was really fortunate because we actually got to stay in the guest house, the Graceland Guest House, which is a relatively new accommodation, yep. but it was fantastic. Every, everything Elvis-themed uh, with a purpose-built <laughs> cinema. Wow. That shows uh, films every night that you can just turn up Elvis to. Elvis films. Right. Elvis films. So every Blue Hawaii night. and... Every single night. Every single I night. I he did
1: all those films. He did so many films. He did yeah. so many films. We
2: watched Viva Las Vegas yeah. when we were there. Oh. And at 10 o'clock every night, you've got your peanut butter and jelly. Really? Peanut butter and jelly.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Do you fantastic. have to eat it on a toilet, like how he no, died?
0: No. <laughs> that's uh, how he died, wasn't it? Peanut butter uh, and jelly well, on a toilet? I, I
2: don't think that's obligatory. <laughs> 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 it's
1: probably not the best thing to do. But,
2: <laughs> 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 but it was fantastic to stay there and, and they were great people that were staffing that location. They were yeah. very friendly.
0: So what's the vibe there? I'm imagining there's a lot of reverence because Elvis did so much. He brought uh, rhythm and blues and rock and roll from people of colour into the wider community. He came uh, and from a poor, obviously extremely talented, very good yeah. looking and very telegenic, made sexy music come alive in that uh, quite repressed period. Yeah. Um, Shone a lot of light on the talent of people of colour who were being marginalised at a time of you know, significant racism.
2: It, it's a very diverse workforce yeah. at, at both of those locations, both at the guest house where we stayed and at Graceland where, yeah. where we visited the following day. Um, and everybody's very respectful. And the way Graceland is set up is incredibly respectful towards Elvis's heritage. Yeah. Uh, it's also so
0: camp and hilarious. It, <laughs> <what I> mean. <laughs> it's, yeah.
2: it's really interesting to see um, because they've, they've set it up so you can have a little iPad tour now. You can just uh, take your iPad. You, you, you turn up on the other side of the road and they've got a shuttle bus service because it's so busy. Uh, you have oh, to I'm wait sure. yeah. in your queue and then the shuttle bus takes you across the road to Graceland and you get an iPad to do your tour, which gives you an audio tour and pictures of what you're actually looking at and you move through all the different rooms and...
0: Tell me, is that shag carpet still there?
2: It's all still there. Yeah. It's all these rude
0: colours yeah, and yeah. everything's still Hot there. Hot pink and...
2: Everything's still there. What about
0: Priscilla's wigs? <laughs>
2: I think Priscilla pops She's in every so often, yeah. so they're probably upstairs. <laughs>
0: every time she gets a new face, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, but it, that was really interesting to go to and even if you're not an Elvis, um, you know, fan as such, it's interesting to understand yeah. the background and understand the phenomenon well, he, yeah, also, he brought
1: down a lot of barriers too. Like initially, yeah. like when he was first, you know, emerging, and he was, I believe, on the Ed Sullivan show, and that yeah. was one of the first televisions. Well, they wouldn't show him from the waist down because of that, <laughs> yeah. and you know. Think, and now we have Game of Thrones. Well, yeah, exactly. Game of Bones. You yeah. know, it's right. just a fascinating <laughs> thing. Yeah. And uh, I, I'd been to um, Graceland as a child, so I'm sure it's changed. We didn't have the iPads back then, but um, <laughs> my mother actually had met Elvis. Oh, really? she lived in Germany and he was over there for the honour. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah. God, he
1: lived an interesting life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, Choked to death on the toilet. Fascinating, so one degree of separation. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You're basically family. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so some people now tour decided to stay a little bit longer at Graceland. Did um, they allow
1: you to do that on the tour or do they have to leave it?
2: So when we finished in the actual house, you get back on the shuttle bus and you yep. can go across the road to see the location where the planes are. Okay, yeah. Uh, and there's a number of other... Exhibits that that are set up back across the road, yeah. so you could you could stay there all day, and you probably wouldn't see everything because it's right. it's really wow. big and it's really interesting. Um, and your obligatory souvenir shop, obviously. Yeah. So uh, what do they
0: sell those clocks with the swinging legs <laughs> <there you go. laughs> at they the bottom? Have, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> they, they have everything. You, want, you you want it, they'll have it. Oh really? Yeah, yeah exactly. So but some I of love our
0: souvenir <laughs> shop in <laughs> America. <laughs> south I went to a Christian seen. one. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I bought some uh, prayer mints. They had crucifix yeah, they were mints. They had crucif- crucif- crucifixes. <laughs>
2: Fantastic.
0: <laughs> oh, so for a raging even like me. Oh. They were good mints. Bless y'all. That was in the south. That was and yeah.
2: That would be in the south.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was definitely in the south because yeah. uh, we're still in Nashville at the moment because you went... Uh, Memphis. Oh, this is Memphis. This is Memphis. Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, I bought them in Nashville, but they're, yep. they're not far away from each That's other. Yeah. It's a beautiful country.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I think
0: it's one of the most undersold things about the United States is the um, rural area around yeah, that, the forest. And every, it is just simply beautiful.
2: Well, it's interesting you say that because one of the places that we went to was a plantation yeah. Oh. And I was a little bit nervous going to the plantation, thinking, "Slavery, Do you miss me, this is not very respectful to the people that were yep. previously mm-hmm. here against their own will." But and it's actually. Ad- it's actually been set up um, to honour those people. Right. And uh, the, the plantation was really a highlight as well, the way, the way that they've done it. And they have people there in period costume right. to show you how um, the house would have operated at the time. But that particular family who had a link with horse racing, they actually took on their, their people who had been there as slaves. Yep. They actually became their employees. When, when that situation changed. When slavery was abolished. Yeah. 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 Okay. So right. it was really interesting to go there and see how that had evolved yeah. and how if everybody um, was living happily together in yeah. that location. That's fascinating. Yeah.
1: And just a quick question. On the drive from New Orleans to Memphis, you didn't stop at Elvis's birthplace in Tupelo, Mississippi? No, Mississippi
2: no. was an interesting trip yeah. because uh, it took pretty much the whole day Yeah. And pretty much the whole day the mobile phones didn't work. That's how remote it is. Right. And we actually stopped for a bathroom break for morning tea, one for lunchtime and one in the afternoon and pretty much had no phone coverage. Really? Um, And it was the day that the cathedral burned down in France. Okay. So at one point a few people's phones found a signal and we got that news coming through on the phones but it's very remote and it's the sort of um, there wasn't a lot to see on the highways that we were going on apart from some beautiful forests obviously on, on the side of the road Um, But it took pretty much the whole day to get from New Orleans up to Memphis to our accommodation, yeah. But um, we we were fortunate in the afternoon after we finished at Graceland, we got to do another music tour around Memphis. So we had a local guide, which was one of the good things about this tour company is that they employ local guides who are from that specific city And she had a lot of specific knowledge about the music industry and we went around and looked at a number of uh, music venues in Memphis. Mm -hmm. Um, So
0: Bluegrass, a big part of this? Yeah,
2: um, we went and looked at a number of recording studios Mm. to see how that industry had evolved. And to M- not, see. Unlike
0: yeah. Joy's palatial studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a little bit bigger.
2: A little bit bigger. <laughs> um, but uh, we, got, we also got the chance that evening to have dinner as a group in a little restaurant just near where Martin Luther King passed away. Yeah. And that location has been turned into a museum. It was a motel. Yeah. And they've maintained the mo- motel. And you can see the room number where yeah. that incident occurred. Um, and you can read up. There's, there's history uh, on display outside it, the, the centre. You yep. can just walk up there and have a look. Uh, so that was, that was very well done. And Beale Street in Memphis has a very different feel to it than Bourbon Street yeah. in New Orleans. It's, it's, uh, it's still got a lot of music but it doesn't for, – for myself who was travelling by myself as, as a female yeah. – I found Beale Street a lot better to be around. I, I found my own personal right. safety to be a lot uh, calmer yeah. because Beale Street, there were a lot of people there enjoying the music, but there wasn't any chance really of anything going wrong.
0: Right. So what were you afraid of? Or what had you experienced elsewhere?
2: Uh, I, I don't know that I'd be using the word afraid, but in New Orleans there certainly were a lot of uh, younger people that had had a bit too much to drink yeah. and possibly some other oh, things like, so as well as that.
0: Tourists coming to town and partying hard? is I that don't the think kind they were up? tourists. They, right, were okay. cert-
2: they were the locals. Yeah. Right. Uh, our tour guide told us not to take our passports to uh, down to the French Quarter right. um, because of crime that she had experienced previously, taking groups down there. Um, well, I wasn't what the scared. With
1: passports? Yeah, we were the USA.
2: Uh, identity frauds. Oh right. Yeah. Okay, um, so it's quite
0: sophisticated criminality. It's yeah. not right. So they nick your passport and then.
2: Yeah, that's right. Okay,
0: yeah. so that's pretty sophisticated. Yeah.
2: So I felt yeah. much more secure in Memphis than I had walking around by myself in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, Having said that, I'm really not scared walking around anywhere, but mm. I just felt that New Orleans had the possibility of... Um, right, the
0: warnings were yeah. much more yeah. present.
2: There were a lot of police everywhere, but there are in most towns in, Ameri- mm-hmm. in America. Yeah. Um, but there just seemed to be a little bit more of a chance of something going wrong in New Orleans. Right, Not that it did, but...
0: Yeah. And Memphis is a smaller city. It's tidy. Yes. Yes. It's really pretty. Yes, yes.
2: And the people are very um, proud of their city. They, yeah. they were, there were people out sweeping leaves and tidying and making sure everything looked good. Yep. Um, and we went to a really interesting restaurant there that night, which was um, it had a big emphasis on meat, which is which seems to be something that, that's uh, <laughs> common in America. Um, but they they had a lot of uh, spicy dishes there yep. that they made. Oh, so, do they? Yeah. So they, it was not quite, as sweet. No, not as sweet, that particular one. Yeah, so we, we had a set menu rest at that particular restaurant as part of the tour group and um, it, it was really interesting to go to. Southern yeah. food. A lot of barbecuing. Yeah,
1: right. it was barbecuing, yeah. yeah. Barbecuing was yeah. Slow-cooked, yeah. yeah,
0: ribs. Oh, yeah. Right. famous yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: joy 94.9 has a huge range of programs available for podcast in fact joy is one of the largest podcasting communities on community radio if you haven't checked out our podcasting service you're missing out Visit joy.org.au. Click on the podcast tab
0: and you'll find a list of Joy programs regularly sharing the best interviews, news and reviews. There's tens of thousands of hours for you to enjoy, so check it out now. joy.org.au.
2: Memphis was really interesting to go to. because Meaty it, Memphis. That's right. There's, there's a lot of meat. Farty yeah. meaty you, you Memphis. You can yeah. get your vegetarian options, but there's a lot of meat. Uh,
0: please tell me it wasn't just steamed broccoli.
2: No, there was potato as well as the steamed broccoli.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fried, I'm sure.
2: (laughs) Uh, The the, the servings are really big in America, so factor that in if you're visiting over there because... uh, It's enough for two. That's Mm. right. And you don't want to be wasting food if you can avoid it. It's not very good for the environment. Uh, So Memphis was really interesting. Uh, We went around and had a look look at the uh, music background around there. And then our, our last destination was to head on our bus to Nashville.
1: So it's about a three and a half hour drive, give or take? Yeah, Yeah.
2: so that that one was quite an easy drive um, around some interesting locations. And then we stayed at a massive location, which I think you've stayed at yourself, the Gaylord Opryland. It's just massive.
0: Yeah, and it's got nothing to do with gay. It's just the Gaylord (laughs) is the name. But um, it is a resort with I think four or five big hotels and a roof over the whole thing and it's hectic. And <laughs> It is one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in my life.
2: It's massive and you need a map to find your yeah, way around right. the place.
0: So many different hotels.
2: All That's in the one place. Yeah. Mm. And restaurants and shops and a radio station in the centre. And a water park. A <laughs> the th- water oh, theme.
1: keep the kids happy. Water theme yeah. park
2: just opened recently. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. But it, it was great to stay there and great facilities. Um, yeah. And they had a shuttle bus that you could go on to go to the shopping area. Yeah. And I used their their um, their shuttle bus to get back to the airport actually, which was quite handy. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. they have a bus stop there in the in the centre, so yeah. that was a really handy service. But Nashville was fantastic to go to.
0: People are Just so friendly.
2: Yeah, very friendly and very um, keen to know where you're from. Yeah, uh, I was asked by a number of staff in that centre whether I was Irish or Scottish. <laughs> Because of your accent. And then we finally worked out that I was Australian. So but they they were really interested That's to really know. That's very sweet though. Yeah. yeah. They were really interested to but know. But Nashville
1: is the country music capital of the United States and probably mm. Maybe the world. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. full on there. Did you get to see any performances while you were there? Or, so we were, or was Nicole Kidman out shopping? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Nicole wasn't there when we were there, unfortunately. Uh, but we oh, certainly uh, we certainly heard that Nicole was uh, living nearby. Yeah, um, We had the chance to go to a performance um, at the, um, the Ryman Auditorium, which is really famous for its country music. Yeah. So we did a tour there during the day. Um, and then we were able to go back there that night to see a performance of the Grand Old Opry. Oh wow! Which uh, went out live as a radio broadcast, and they apparently created into a podcast, yep. just like your show. And it's got a great, um, it's got a huge um, listenership yep. and it's really huge famous, country music huge. is huge. Yep. and and that particular show is huge, mm. and it, that was well worth going to as part of our tour. So the actual show went for about two hours, and most of that was music. It was really right. interesting. Hmm. That's, fascinating.
1: That's yeah, fascinating. Yeah, I can That's recommend brilliant. Asheville.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. was that the limit of the music or was there another stop after that?
2: Uh, well, I probably should also mention that we were lucky enough to go to RCA Studio B. Ah, because uh, some
0: uh, gold records have been recorded there. Yeah, yes. so
2: RCA Studio B has been converted to more of a tourist location now yeah. and they've got a philanthropic approach where they allow a lot of the children from local music schools to come in and do recordings and they they also still do some professional recordings with some well-known artists but the tourist groups can come past and actually do a recording as a group so our group came in did a tour of rca studio b were shown around all the history etc and then we were given one run through of a song and then they recorded it and we all got a cd How did it sound? Oh, how fantastic. It sounded really good. Oh, good. Yeah, so the whole group sang along. Um, it was a it was a lesser known Elvis song, okay.
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> so they'd have to pay the copyright. Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> exactly no royalties, exactly.
2: But Elvis's piano that he warmed up on in that studio is still there, wow. and you can see that. You can also see the X on the ground of the um, of the studio where they found the best spot for vocal recordings. Okay. Um, and you can see the lighting that Elvis insisted on putting into the studio to make it the way he wanted it. Wow.
0: Fantastic. So you recommend Nashville to any music lover, I'm sure.
2: I recommend it. Absolutely. Yeah, fantastic!
0: Thank you very much, Rowena, for coming in today, talking Thank about you. all things musical and American and meat. Pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, we have to come back another time. Next time you do a trip like this, let us know, because yeah, we, um, we're always keen to hear about more what's out there in states that most people don't think about. A lot of people think, you know, the big... New York, of course, Miami, East Coast, West Coast. But when it comes to doing things like New Orleans, oh yeah, it's popular, but then music tours and stuff, Mm -hmm. it's just a a fascinating approach.
2: Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au.